Hey there, John here. We are so glad you're listening to the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. If you're new to the show, I hope you find something here you'll enjoy and that gives you a reason to come back. If you've been listening for a little while or a long while, as is the case with so many of you, I want to ask a favor. Would you consider introducing us to just one friend this week? There's really no better method of advertising than word of mouth. Pick a friend who shares your sense of humor or interests, even if they don't know what a podcast is, and tell them why our show has become a regular listening for you. And be bold. Help them get a podcast app on their phone and walk them through how to subscribe to the show. We love that you're here and would greatly appreciate your recommendation. Thanks for your time. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners. Welcome to episode 12 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John, and joining me as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And just as in the past few weeks, MC Murr sitting in while George is on vacation. Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. You know, this is starting to feel really comfortable after having been here for so Hey, 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 hey. Hey, oh. Murr, I'm here. George, you're back? I didn't know you're back from vacation already. Ooh, this this is kind of embarrassing, George. I, I'm sorry, I forgot you were coming back, and Yikes. I I asked Murr to fill your seat again. <laughs> Murr has done a wonderful job of keeping my chair warm, but you know I'm back now, so he can kind of you know. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I can take a hint. Sure, George is back. Whatever. Never mind that I took all that time out of my schedule to be here. Never mind all the material I put together to discuss. That ain't important. Let's just worry about George. Let's worry about George being back. That's what's important. Come on, bull Duke. I'm out. Ooh, sheesh. That was a little awkward. <sighs> yeah, that was bad. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. So let me try this part again. <clears throat> also joining us is George, fresh back from his month-long vacation. Hey, George. That's right. I'm back, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, George. Yes, sir. Back from the Philippines. <laughs> How was your vacation? Um, the good parts of it? Well, there were some wonderful parts of it. Enjoyed spending time with the family and enjoyed meeting uh, some of my other relatives that I hadn't gotten a chance to meet yet in person. And then there were some awkward parts where I spent a lot of time on my back staring up at a ceiling. So not in a good way. <laughs> not in a good way. Not in the kind of way I'd like to be on my back looking up at a ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> but in all seriousness, guys, a big thank you to MC Murr. He really did a wonderful job on the podcast. I actually enjoyed listening to him a little bit more than I do when I'm on the podcast. So, you know, I was surprised you let me come back in. Hey, so did we. we I mean, no, no, no. We had, I mean, no, no, we're no, glad uh, you're back. John, we only talk about that amongst ourselves, remember? <laughs> no, absolutely. George, glad to have you back. Glad your uh, health is on the recovery and you're back in the U.S. of A. And back on the podcast as well. Yay! Yes. Yay! All right, before we jump into our regular topics, I have one quick order of business to do, and that is to thank a couple of folks on uh, iTunes who have stopped by to leave us a review. Oh, wow. Specifically, I want to thank Chad L 48 who posted a review of us. And generally, I want to give a shout out to Denny at Tap the Craft. He has mentioned us a couple of times on his show. Tap the Craft is a craft beer podcast. Uh, in addition, there are a bunch of Gen Xers who enjoy having a beer once in a while. A really slick production. I've listened to a few of their shows. And at the end of the show, they have this raise a glass section. And they've given us a shout out a couple of times. Wow. In the uh, reviews on iTunes, two or three guys have mentioned Tap the Craft and Denny sent them our way. So I want to thank those guys over there. They do a great job. A very nice show. If you have any interest in craft beer, you should check them out. And thanks for sending guys our way, too. We really appreciate that. Yay. Yeah, absolutely. Thinkable, unthinkable. The unthinkable taste of cheery. 
we always like talking about media that we've been consuming since we last chatted. Anybody have anything great that you've been watching? I've been catching up on this show called Phil K. Dick's Electric Dreams. Yes, sir. Absolutely. You guys mentioned that. I don't know if you guys remember, but he's the guy who wrote like Blade Runner, like the, the book that, that was based on, and actually a whole the slew electric of sheep movies. Thing, right? Yeah, yep. this was the one I brought up a few podcasts ago. They had done like six episodes, and now they've released some new ones. And uh, I already caught up on those because uh, I'm, I was, I mean, I've read all his books before, so it was kind of nice seeing them do a great job of like kind of modernizing him a little bit and bringing him to TV screens. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And they've stayed really true to the stories too. Oh, so these episodes are like adaptations of his existing like novels or short stories or yeah, something? Yeah, short stories, oh, okay. novellas, that kind of thing. It's not his yeah. major works. It's all because Philip Gay Dick was extremely prolific. He wrote a ton of <sighs> short stories. He oh, was yeah. kind of Stephen King almost for that genre. But he did write a lot of short stories and novellas. Yeah. I've been fetching these episodes. We haven't watched them yet. So like quickly give me a couple of like quick synopses that make me would make me want to go and watch them. Um, um, I, any of them, actually. Like, what's your favorite? Like, throw out a topic, you know, like, guy turns into a robot, or, you know, chicken explodes. I mean, what's what's a great episode that's interesting? One I saw yesterday was uh, a person who's driving on the street, and basically, you know, nuclear holocaust happens. Like, while he's driving? Yeah, while they're driving. They look back, and they see, like, a missile Ooh. hit the city in the distance, that kind of thing. Eey, glad he was heading out of town. Well, then it flashes <laughs> forward, and there's this group of people living in this community, and the problem is that there's this automated factory that is still running, and it's eating all the resources and polluting everything in the area, and they can't stop it. There's a lot of good ones like that. I mean, um, there's alien invasion style themes. One of the more recent ones was a body snatcher style episode. So you've both watched these. So let me ask you a question. So after you guys mentioned it, I went and I watched part of the first episode and it was about these people running in the streets and there was mind readers or people saw oh, your yeah. face, they could read your mind. Yeah. And that episode didn't grab me. Is that indicative of other stuff? Does it get better from there? Did I grab one that was unusual? Because you described it kind of Black Mirror-ish. kind of was kind of a slower pace kind of thing. I, it didn't grab me right away. How does that first episode compare to the rest of them? I kind of like that episode. He said a lot of his stories, though, deal with kind of like society and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. they're not as fast-paced or action-based as a lot of stuff. No, they're, they're definitely society ills kind of themes. I mean, I've only tried that first one, but the ones you described sound really cool. So maybe I can go back and give it another <laughs> shot. Yeah, I think you need to watch it. <laughs> at least two or three of them before you give up on it. All right, that's fair. So I, I compared these to Black Mirror. Uh, something I've been watching that I wanted to mention is uh, Black Mirror Season 4 oh, dropped yay. during the holidays. Awesome, yeah. I think I've watched all but one of them, only saving one. You know, I actually didn't get into the Season 3. Like, I watched a couple of those and it didn't grab me. But I don't know about you, this season, have you guys picked up on these? You oh, watched yeah. them already? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're really good. It was part of my recovery <laughs> routine was watching an episode of Black Mirror and then watching an episode of Electric <laughs> There was the great one with the investigator who was trying to find out about the guy got hit by the pizza truck and she accidentally right. starts investigating oh, a murder. Yeah. yeah, that was really that was crazy. fun. I like that. It had kind of a bad ending. Yeah. But boy, the whole buildup was kind of like wincing, like, oh, no. Oh no, don't don't ask that. Don't talk to that right, person. Exactly. Just do, stop you know? right here. Stop <laughs> investigating. The one that creeped me out the most was that I think it was called Metalhead. It was the one with the dogs. Oh yep. yeah, the the dogs that were kind of like the, the Terminators dog. running around and yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was yep. pretty oh, cool. Oh, there's no pigs. The dog got them all. I'm like, holy crap, man. Yeah. That was really interesting. Yeah. And I could, I mean, I'm just trying to imagine just the, that would just be terrifying. Well, especially because of the last shot of what was in the crate. Right. Because that was not where I was going at all. Like my brain yeah. was <laughs> going somewhere completely different. 
to see that that's what they all risked their lives for. I was like, really? Yeah. And they were leading you that way. You know, I got some towels at the house. I could tie them up. (laughs) I'll knit you one. (laughs) It's like, I'll learn to knit and knit you one. Right. How about that USS Callister episode? That's the one I haven't watched yet. Oh, really? It's very obviously (laughs) Star Trek influenced. It's the first episode of the season. I'm actually holding off on it because it's like everybody's talking about it. It's I see it all my news feeds. People talk about how great it was or how they might spin that off into a series or who knows what it's almost like it's too popular i'm like i don't want to be a part of it i'll wait until it dies down (laughs) it could be also because people are really hot on orville and star trek and everything so the spaceship genre of tv stuff is really getting popular again i'm sure you're right maybe that's that's why why, that one's getting so much notice but honestly there wasn't a bad episode in season four now i agree with you season three felt weak to me and i don't know that anything will capture season one right but Mm -hmm. but season four was a good step in the right direction again for black mirror very strong your daddy loves Old Spice. Wow. That's what makes daddy smell so special. I love the smell of my daddy. Technology, gadgets, toys, gizmos, things that we all love. As part of our show, we like to talk about the things that we've been playing with lately. Uh, first, says George, you've been out for quite a while. We need to get a drone update. What's going on with the... <laughs> with the, well, uh, I, drone. so I finally got the little uh, portable DVR. It came in while I was on vacation. So I opened up the box, took a look at it. It looks like it's in good shape. I plan on working on it this week, creating the first video in the series of FPV drones or real FPV racing, you know, that kind of thing. Because the drones that I used to, that I started out with were kind of the toy drone, consumer drone market where you could get them for like anywhere from, you know, mm-hmm. 20 to $150, you know, from Amazon. And it was a pre-built thing and all like that. Isn't that awesome coming back from vacation and having a stack of yeah, gifts you ordered? It's pretty nice. Or, or, or things you ordered and they're like gifts now. I forgot like, about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Stuff yeah. That I forgot I ordered. <laughs> it's like a present to your future self. <laughs> I had bought a little mini drone and I'd already kind of practiced flown it around once or twice without the DVR just so I could get used to it. Yep. So now that I have the DVR, I can record the in-flight recording and show that as part of the video for the channel. You mentioned you're going to do a multi-part. So I'm just curious. I know it's early in the phase of getting these together. Are we going to like see the building or the flying or what do you what do you envision as the the parts? I've loved drones, but I'm learning them as I go. So I thought I would kind of do videos in the educational step as well, because there's a lot of little nuances. Oh, that's neat. Things like battery connectors, for instance. There's like 20 billion different battery connectors for these damn things. (laughs) (laughs) They can't standardize that, huh? No, they haven't. And not only different models, but different sizes within the models. Oh, jeez. Oh, goodness. And so you have to be really careful when you're buying. And I've made the mistake. So I'm hoping that I can put these videos out there to give a little bit of education to our viewers so that they won't make the same mistakes if they're interested in drones. Oh, cool. So both following the path of what you're doing, but also sharing the learning curve that you're Exactly, yeah. That's a void that can be filled by uh, Drone King's Gen X educational series. <laughs> there you picture go. Picture pages, picture pages. <laughs> Good drone update. Mo, you have an update that you want to share with us. Uh, I hear that you uh, decided to remain on the dark side. Is that right? I know. I'm a little hesitant to bring this up because I know, you know you've been been trying to convert me no it's all right Go for ahead. a while now tell everyone about your bad decision we want to hear about it yeah exactly so i <laughs> i started to stay on the side of darkness and upgrade my iphone to the new iphone no it's impossible yeah i know i just did not want to take the time to learn another phone to be quite honest um that was probably my single biggest driving reason not to do it admittedly moving from 
iOS to Android is a learning curve. No question about it. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure if I got it, you know, you know, give it a month or so, I'll probably be fine. Mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like dealing with it. And so my opportunity came up to upgrade my phone. So I did. So I now I'm on the iPhone X, which Fair enough. I'm very happy with All right. so far. So $1,000 to get rid of the headphone jack. How's it going so far? Was it really $1,000? Something like that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Actually, I haven't missed it so far, but I'm sure I will. Really? Uh, okay. it will I'm sure there's going to be a situation where I'm going to have to charge my phone and listen to something and I won't be able oh, to wait. So, right. so you use the charge port for <laughs> headphones now or something on this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they, they basically assume that you're going to be using, like right now I'm on um, a wireless headphones. Uh, and a Bluetooth or you have to have lightning port headphones, right? Yep. Or they have an adapter that splits oh, it. They, yeah, that makes sense. Somebody would make an adapter. Or, yeah, right. Which is still awkward. Admittedly, I see other manufacturers, even Android devices starting to do that. Yeah. I think the Pixel doesn't have one. Samsung and... hasn't so far. Uh, I know a lot of people are just... Yeah, they're still upset about that. I know it's maybe it's a pushing forward thing, but you just can't beat the convenience of I'm on wired headphones right now because it's just I don't have to charge them. I don't have to Easier. Leave. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't get the reasoning for taking it out. It's not like it was taking up so much space that it took something away from the phone that they added in for you, did it? I mean, like, did they give you a new feature? I don't know. I know that's it's I know phone technology. I mean, the innards are tight. I know that they're always trying to find space and trying to do things with it. But now whether this freed up enough space to do something else, what did we get out of this? Who knows? Maybe it's the processor took more room. I have no idea. From an engineering standpoint, it seems like space is such a premium. They're always trying to make it thinner lighter, faster, and all that. And this headphone jack is an archaic technology, granted, and it's not going to get any smaller. And I feel like that's something they were always working around. You know, it's like, like, all right, we got to put that in, then figure out what we can do around it. And it's almost like they just... I just want to kick that out and say, let's not have that limitation anymore from an engineering standpoint. But did the phone get thinner because of it? Or is it still basically... Oh, cell phone thickness. It's pretty thin. Okay. And they still have the mute rocker on the side, or is that yep, changed? that's still there, too. I've been out of iPhone for a couple of years. Still people in my family use them because they're like you, Mo. They don't want to go through the relearning phase. Uh, they're comfortable. They're fine. does what they want. Okay, I get it. One of my sons yep. is still an iPhone guy, and it's kind of like, it's that son. He's the iPhone guy. You know, he's kind of the black sheep <laughs> of the Android family with us. So. I'm always kind of trying to- a separate table during family- You know, and like, I can't ask him these questions because if I ask him, well, why would you want- a thing that takes the headphone jack. I don't know. You know, that's the answer I'm going to get back. But at least from you, I can get real answers on the Gen X Grown Up podcast. Well, John, I know that uh, when we were at the Daytona Arcade Museum, which we're going to go into later, you had some pretty cool technology with you. I did. So after the holidays, after Christmas, everybody in my family tends to, we open our gifts and we get everything that we wanted. And then the day after Christmas, we kind of go to Amazon and we buy what, what we didn't get. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of Christmas tradition is that? Well, no, no. It's like, so it's you, like perfect. I mean, you, it's like win-win. <laughs> You get on a shopping embargo, right? Leading up to Christmas, everybody's like, don't buy anything for yourself. If you want something, because everybody in my family is kind of hard to buy for. You know, in general, if we want something, we kind of get it. Right. You start pumping the brakes around November and you're like, all right, nobody buy anything for yourself. Then the holidays come. And if any of the hints you dropped didn't uh, come to fruition, then you tend to kind of go and get that thing for yourself anyway. And so one of the things that I really wanted that was on my list, I frankly didn't expect anybody to get it for me because it was kind of steep, is a 4K camera. Ooh. Yeah. I sprung for this really nice Sony FDR AX53 4K Handycam. And I looked around. I had some credit with Newegg. So I sprung for like the kit that has the box and the light shotgun mic and the extra batteries and all this stuff. I'm going to tell you, I've only done a couple of things with it. The first thing that hit the channel that I shot on the 4K 
was the Daytona Arcade Museum that Mo you mm-hmm. mentioned. We'll talk about later in the show. And wow, just to be able to shoot in 4K, we're not producing videos in 4K, but to shoot in 4K with a great optics and a great optical zoom and everything, man, it's a dream to edit with. And the video looks so much crisper and I'm really enjoying it so far. Wow, I can't wait for the Gen X grown-up headquarters security guard to fall asleep. I have got so <laughs> much shopping to do. <laughs> You're going to bring in a Walgreens basket? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I don't know that it's something I'm going to do a review of necessarily. I think probably I'll just let the video speak for itself because, I mean, a camera is a camera is a camera, but it has some amazing stuff. The one thing that's kind of noteworthy is it has uh, it can talk to your phone via app, kind of like a GoPro, and you can start and stop recordings and optically zoom in and out oh. from your touchscreen phone. Nice. Okay. But yeah, the pretty slick. camera's doing the recording, not the phone. So your phone becomes your remote control. That's nice. Definitely pretty slick. And it has the reversible viewfinder, so you can kind of selfie cam it. You can face yourself, but you can flip it around and see what you're shooting. So you Is can, the uh, viewfinder fairly accurate as far as its representation of what the finished product will be, or is the viewfinder kind of really low quality? Oh, uh, the viewfinder is not super high resolution. Uh, it's definitely not a 4K viewfinder. It's down converted, but it's a touchscreen. Ah. It's very responsive, and it's probably, I don't know, it's probably like a 480p viewfinder so you're not seeing the full resolution but it's very very accurate in terms of like color and uh, shading and that kind of definitely good enough for sure yeah i was wondering you know like does it help you to set up your lighting and your you know obviously it can help you to set up your frame and everything it has so much functionality that i don't understand yet it definitely has uh things where it can sense you know how much light's coming in is it a heavy device or is it oh no it's probably a pound oh okay nice future videos that you see me produce theoretically should be uh, produced with this new 4k camera and uh, that it's a new lighting gear that i got for christmas it's all about gen x grown up my part-time job and full-time hobby (laughs) (laughs) mumbo jumbo airshot it's hero stomping time no way buzzsaw with shredditor quicksilver with telehawk other figures with weapon birds sold separately silverhawks new from kenner one of my favorite segments that we talk about here are games. Yeah. And John, I know me and you had a really fantastic experience with all sorts of games not that long ago. I'm going to jump in real quick and say, George, you were invited, but you just got back from a 30-hour plane ride. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I know we went without you, but we went down to the Daytona Arcade Museum down in Daytona Beach, Florida. It's about 90 minutes south of us. And don't you worry, George, we're going to go again. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Next time you come over, we're going. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to coming over and making that trip myself. That place looked really awesome in the video it's really good it's like any of the video game expos we go to but it's a permanent installation and it has so much more love and care for the machines they have placards that like give history about each most of the machines i don't say all most of the machines have placards that talk about you know when it was published and by whom and like what the global high score is on it and then you play the machine incredibly well upkept Mm -hmm. so well managed by this guy it's his personal collection that he turned into a store for me one of the things i liked the most about the video was the guy that you guys met the guy who runs the place that it's all his game brian he really felt like a kindred gen x grown-up spirit i'm more interested almost in meeting him than i am going and playing the games because i play the games anywhere all the time we all have our own main cabinets and everything Mm -hmm. so we play the games whenever we want but going to that place and seeing how somebody who cares about the games in the same way we do would set that place up Mm -hmm. that's the part of the experience that i look forward to let me tell you after meeting brian once i found out that this was his personal collection you know i was like okay this isn't some guy trying to create a uh themey retro thing Mm -mm, no he loves this stuff no it's not like some corporate hack who's just trying to get your money this is a guy like a game here's what i love (laughs) come and enjoy it and just help me pay for electricity that's kind of how it felt and some of the small things too just like you know the fact that they put the high scores on the machine that's somebody who knows and understands the culture around that 
with no like, okay, that's an important thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm putting them on the website, like the Twin Galaxies kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. awesome. It's like a local Twin Galaxy. Yeah. And I can see if my high score gets beat, I'm going to be extra motivated. To drive <laughs> oh, I'm definitely, yeah. I mean, I'm going to put a Galaga score up there. I know you are. We should recommend that he puts in like a thing where he'll automatically email you or something if your score gets beat. Oh, <laughs> Wouldn't yeah. that be cool? Oh, man. That's like built in $20 right there, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, FYI, you've just been punked on Qbert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that video posted this past Saturday. It's on the YouTube website. And also, it exposed me to Donkey Kong 2 I'd never seen before. We did a live stream mm-hmm. last Thursday, a week ago. Both of those are up there inspired by this trip to the Arcade Museum. Oh, is that where you found Donkey Kong 2? I was wondering about yeah, they that. Had it yeah. Yeah, we saw it. We were both like, what the hell is this? That's awesome, yeah. Mo, you've been playing something new. Yeah, not really new. It's an old game, like Fallout 4, which I'm sure probably you guys have heard about. Sure, yeah. yeah. I actually went back and started messing around with some of the mods that people have been making for it and let me tell you man these people are just nuts they're creating like entire new missions and areas and fully flushing them out so nuts in a good way oh not yeah nuts in a crazy way no okay. nuts in a good way i mean <laughs> to me it's just kind of going back and like replaying and going to like some of these new areas and stuff it's like wow they're just really just expanding it's like dlcs almost you had played fallout 4 and you were effectively done with yeah, it. Yeah, I finished played it. it out, yeah, right? I finished and the now, game and I, okay. I had no real interest in going back because there was nothing new at that point. And then I was just kind of tooling around. Somebody said, oh, they got some great mods. And I said, let me try one. And next thing I know, I'm like, I've been playing it a ton, <laughs> just trying to uh, go to these new areas and just seeing how they fans are. You know, they're going to try to make things as true to the canon of the game as they can. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing in there that's like stupid or crazy. But someone said, oh, you know, they hated this one section of the town where all the buildings were basically boarded up so you couldn't go in them. Well, they created the interiors of all those buildings. They took the boards yeah. off. Yeah, took the boards <laughs> off and created interiors. So it's been a lot of fun just kind of revisiting the game because I don't think there's a Fallout 5 scheduled, I think, for another couple of years or something. These mods have effectively turned it into an extension of the game for you then, I guess, yeah? It's just like having some awesome DLCs for a game you love. And it's free, so you definitely get your quarries out of it. Totally got my quarries out of it. <laughs> yeah, right? You can get your quarries the second you download it. <laughs> Although a couple of them, I think I actually did send in one guy a couple bucks just because I was like, man, this guy, it must have taken him forever. <laughs> really? Well, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. That says something. If you got it for free and it was good enough, you're motivated to support yeah, the guy. Yeah, he had, like he had a thing in his mod says, hey, if you love it, send me a couple bucks to this PayPal. I'm like, hey, dude. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. George, how about you? What you been playing? I haven't gotten to play a lot in the last few months, but one thing that I've been feeling guilty about We've been getting a lot of mystery crates at Gen X Grown Up, right? Mm-hmm. And one of our mystery crates, they always throw in a Steam game. Yeah, pretty often. Yeah. And I have never played any of those games. I've collected the little cards and I've got them sitting <laughs> on my desk in a little stack, but I haven't played any of them. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start playing these Mystery Crate Steam games because I want to find out if they're really the value that they say they are in the Mystery Crates because it's the one intangible item that's in the Mystery Crate. You're absolutely right because every time I get one in a crate when I'm doing a, a unboxing or review, I pretty much I give it three tokens. Yeah. <laughs> Benefit of the doubt. I don't know if it's awesome. I don't know if it stinks. I'm like, yeah, it's good for a three, right? At first, I was like, oh, they all say they're worth this amount of money. But then what I've noticed is different boxes, sometimes they say they're worth $12, sometimes they're worth 15 sometimes they say they're worth 20. Are they really worth the Corys is what I'm trying to get to. So I'm going to start playing some of these games. I've already got all their codes into my Steam account. I thought it might make um, some nice videos for the channel to see. That's a good idea. Are these mystery crates that throw these little things in there, are they ripping us off or are they really giving us the value (laughs) for the mystery crate? That's a great idea. I think that would be cool just to create a video, like maybe just a minute or two in each one of them. Yeah. There's a collection of these games I got and I think I would totally watch that, man. I don't care if the game 
games are wonderful, and I don't care if they suck. I hope they're great. You know, whatever they end up. One of the ones I got was uh, Warden Melody of the Undergrowth. Yep. And it said it's worth $20. The name alone is not worth $20 to me. That, just, <laughs> that name does not sound like a game that's worth 20 bucks, but it might be, and I want to find out. So here's a question just for both of you guys. Yep. At what point do you determine a game is worth continuing to play or not? Like, do you feel that you should give them a lot of time, or does it feel like if it doesn't get me in the first 10 minutes, it's not even worth it? I would say that the game A has to be, I have to be able to figure out the mechanics of the game fairly quickly. If it's mm-hmm. too complicated for me, I'm probably going to put it down just because I've got other things to do with my time. I've got other games I want to play. So the mechanics of the game have to be fairly intuitive. Then second of all, for me, one of the parts that I love more about video games than anything is the story behind the gameplay. I can go back and play the old 80s arcade games, the Galagas, the Donkey Kongs and everything, because they don't necessarily have to have a story. They were just, you know, what I grew up with. But when I'm playing newer games, I kind of need an idea. Like, a, what was that one john juanito arcade man oh yeah (laughs) That, that is a short simple little story intro but it got me to play the game and then the game itself was fun Mm -hmm. because i'm thinking about that in my mind it's hard (laughs) well it's hard too but and it's simple mechanics right it's just a couple of buttons you know moving around and whatnot plus it was very familiar too i mean all the games in it were things we were familiar with sure it has to have an intuitive mechanical system and it has to have a story if it has those two things i'm going to continue to play it if not i might give it 10 or 15 minutes and then i'm moving on to something else gotcha used to be i would give a game a lot of latitude uh, probably, you know, in my in my twenties and my youth, <laughs> I bought it, so I'm I'm kind of invested. I'm gonna play the hell out of it. Now that games are, I don't want to say the throwaway, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, ten bucks for a game, and I'll play it a little bit, and if it grabs me, great. If it doesn't, I don't turn around and do a Steam refund. You know, I think what makes me want to continue to play it is not so much like you said, George, the story, but more what you said was how intuitive it is to start playing. If it's super complicated, if it has a million rules then I'm a little less inclined to continue. Uh, on the last episode, when MC Murr was here, we talked about Darkest Dungeon, which is how MC Murr said it. <laughs> it's a great game, but it's so complex. Yeah. It's so dense. I want to play it more. I can see already what I like about it, the Dungeons and Dragons aspect. A direct comparison is when I played Dungeons and Dragons, we never calculated uh, a needs system or encumbrance. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't have to worry about food or how much you're carrying because right. I didn't want to micromanage yeah. that. And Darkest Dungeon, you kind of have to micromanage everything about these guys. And while it's very engaging, it's more than a, it's like, I want to just kill a couple of minutes. What can I do? Our dark, Darkest Dungeon is here. I don't want to get that deep yeah, into it. It's not a couple minute kind of I'll thing. I'll just play Miss Pac-Man. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, before we get out of this section, there's one more game that I've been playing that I want to mention. I think it uh, it bears mentioning. It's called Little Nightmares. Ring a bell with anybody? No. Little Nightmares? Little Nightmares came out April of 2017. We're always looking for a game to play together that uh, either I'll drive and we'll both decide what to do or she'll drive. We kind of tag team it off. We like playing things together that are interesting and have kind of a story-based thing. Kind of like Life is Strange, but it doesn't have to be exactly like. So we can't across this game called Little Nightmares. It came out in April of 2017 by this company, uh, Tarsier Studios. I, I almost want to call it Braid-ish. Oh, okay. All okay, right. okay. Like Braid and Limbo type games. It has some kind of a story, but you don't know what the story is yet. It's intriguing. It's kind of dark and confusing a little bit. And you're just, it's very much like a platformer. Okay. There was a game that came out, I think, in 2016 called Inside. Huge, amazing kind of indie game. I don't know how indie it was, but it was a small game like a Braid or a Limbo. Little Nightmares, you start off as this little girl in a like a yellow rain jacket. You wake up sleeping in a small suitcase. 
You get up and start walking through the darkness. Creepy things are happening. It's one of those where, what's the story? What's happening? You know, think limbo. Like, why are these things chasing this little boy, right? Why is this little girl in little nightmares? What the hell is going on? It's one of those that after you're done, you're like, what the hell just happened? What was that? You go online and you look up what was going on and interpretations. But uh, if you want something that has... A story that is easy to get into, but not definite what it is. It's kind of open, easy to play, simple mechanics, a lot of fun. And, you know, it maybe takes uh, I don't know, three or four hours to make it through it. We played it in three sittings. It's, uh, I think, it's something both you would enjoy. Okay, cool. I have to check it out then. Yeah. Great. It's making me spend more money. <laughs> You're traveling to a doggy dimension. Your next stop, the Puppy, puppy Zone. So away we go. Well, as you know, before we wrap up the show, we always like to talk about what are the things we're all looking forward to between now and uh, two weeks from now or so. We have our next episode. George, I know you've got something right off the bat that you're looking forward to. Two days before this episode airs, there's a new CW DC Universe TV show coming out called Black Lightning. And it's based off of the DC comic book character. So I'm really looking forward to it. It actually has mostly people that I'm not very familiar with, but one person um, who... I think we're all of Gen X, grown-up generation, you know, type people. We all, James Remar is in this. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He's a superhuman. He controls lightning, and hence Black Lightning. He's the principal of a high school where his daughter goes to school and another daughter teaches there. Of course, there's a gang situation and a bad guy that's going to come in place. Well, of course. <laughs> At least initially, it's not going to be part of the Arrowverse. It was originally piloted to Fox and Fox passed on it huh. and CW picked it up. Oh, okay. You know, at least we won't have a Firefly situation, I hope. <laughs> you never know. I saw a trailer for Black Lightning when I went to the oh, theater. Sure. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you concerned that we're reaching critical mass with superhero universes? I'm still starting to get a little bit worried just because, you know, I love comic books, obviously. I'm starting to feel myself being stretched thin. Like when I saw the the same trailer that you did was where I first found out about it. I hadn't even heard about it until that point. Yeah, that just either. shows you how inundated I am with comic books that the first thing I even heard about this thing was in a movie trailer for a TV show. You know what I mean? Right. I'm worried that they're that they're doing too much. It's by the same guys who do Arrow and Flash, you know, that Berlinetti or whatever production company is. It's the same group of people. Okay. So I'm hoping that they can do a good job with this, but I'm starting to get worried. I completely understand why this is everybody's trying to cash in. But at the same time, yeah, I'm getting worried that it's going to fall flat on its face because somebody is going to make a Howard the Duck out there and everybody's going to get pissed. <laughs> Did they already try that once? <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping that this will be okay. I don't know. I still have some shows to catch up on, like uh, Moe's um, recommendation of The Runaways. I still haven't caught that one up yet. I'm worried that they're going to do too much. Well, we'll find out. How about you, Mo? What are you looking forward to? Um, well, lately, you know, I'm working on my next video, which is going to be for that Blaze Tab Plus, the handheld kind of arcade simulator. Oh, okay. Um, so that's going to be working on. I'm pretty excited. I mean, it's a ton of fun. So making the video is super easy. <laughs> you know, nice. Like, oh, get to play. And plus, it's just a pretty awesome gadget just overall. So that's coming up in next week or so. Outstanding. Yeah, we talked about that during the last uh, show. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't have a specific thing I'm looking forward to. One thing I'm not looking forward to is I'm going to be on the road for the next few weeks. I have some, as you know, I travel for business periodically. It's been better this past year, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I have some stuff coming up out 
of town for a few weeks. And so when I do that, I get a chance to catch up on some stuff. George, you mentioned catching up on The Gifted and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm going to take that opportunity to catch up on things. I might give uh, Philip K. Dick's series uh, another chance and catch up on that. But there's so much stuff that's some good stuff or potentially good stuff that I haven't had a chance to see. Uh, I plan to use the next few weeks to dig in a little deeper since I'm going to be on planes or in hotels or whatever to kind of watch some of those things. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Anything else? There is one other thing that I'm looking forward to that's coming up soon. And it'll I think it'll come out before the next episode. So Maze Runner, The Death Cure. And the silence is telling on this. <laughs> now, the silence may be telling, but listen, I actually saw the trailer for this. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what's going on? This looks kind of interesting. And then it said Maze Runner. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the same thing. And that's to say that it doesn't look like what previous ones look like. So what is it about this one that you're looking forward to? George? It's the previous ones that make me look forward to this one and not in the way that you were talking about, the negative way. My son and I, <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it, but this was a series that my son and I latched onto together sort of uh i hadn't read any of the any of the teen fiction books that it's based on but uh he had read the first book and wanted to see the movie so he said dad i want to go see the movie i want to go see the movie when it first came out so we did and i don't care what anybody else says i enjoyed it and i more than that i enjoyed watching it with my son this was kind of you know when i was young you know you had the star treks and the star wars great film franchises and obviously you know indiana jones the whole nine yards his generation you know he had the harry potter stuff right but he was still kind of really young when harry potter was first coming out mm-hmm. so that wasn't his franchise the maze runner mm-hmm. has kind of become his little franchise he was waiting for this movie and he knows a lot about it like did you know why there was a delay in this third film mm. I, I didn't know there, there was a third film so, so no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just right, assume we don't pants. know and just kind of go with that <laughs> so the lead actor in the maze runner movies while filming the third film, he broke his neck. Ooh. Ow. And so Ouch. they had to delay finishing the film until he recovered. I'm looking forward to it because I get to go see it with my son, and it's something I get to share with him that we both enjoy. Oh, well, sure. As a Gen X grown-up now, that's really cool because my parents didn't enjoy the stuff that I enjoy. Like, when I was growing up, my parents didn't want to go watch Star Wars. <laughs> my parents didn't care about Star Trek. Mm-hmm. That's totally understandable, and I applaud yeah. that. And not just looking forward to TV shows and movies, but guys... Guys, really, one of the things that I'm most looking forward to is my recovery and then getting back to Gen X Grown Up. I have missed contributing videos and working on these podcasts with you guys and, you know, using Twitter and getting our name out there as much as possible. Uh, it, Gen X Grown Up to me is a blast. Mm-hmm. I know, John, you said it's like your part-time job, full-time hobby. Yep. <laughs> I was yep. in the hospital listening to Gen X Grown Up podcasts and watching YouTube videos. And while I was enjoying them, I was also a bit you know, sad because I wasn't a part of it for a little while. So I'm definitely looking forward to getting back into the swing of things and being part of Gen X Grown Up again. Yep. It's really great to have you back, Mer. I mean, George. Wow. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Seriously, though, George, man, it's it's great having you back. Thanks. Welcome back. We're ready for you to get in the swing of things. We missed you. Love comic books? Then check out Parlapod, the podcast for diehard fans. 
We've got interviews. Hi, this is Kelly Jones. Hi, everybody. This is John Semper. This is Ming Chen. Hey, this is Tim Seeley. Hey, folks. This is Brian O'Halloran. Hey, what up? This is Jason Mewes, and you're listening to Parlapod.com comic book podcast. Snooch to the news. Reviews. These covers are, are blowing me away. Ugh. So Concept is just too darn good. I wish they had done a better job with it. And all the comic book news you need to know about. Mark Strong is in talks to play the villain, Dr. Savant. All in, man. He was a great Sinestro, too. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, and it's always free to download. Follow us on social media at Parlapod. Fresh episodes every Wednesday morning, just in time for your trip to the local comic book store. Parlapod, we are your source for everything comic book related. Give us a listen today. All right, guys, that was another wonderful episode of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast, not in small part to the fact that our original founding member, myself, was back in full force. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> As we always do, we talked about a lot of stuff in this episode, and I'm sure that somebody is going to throw some direct links into the show notes for us for all our fans to go out there and click and enjoy. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, whether it's Pocket Cast, Stitcher, TuneIn, or iTunes. As I mentioned at the top of the show, it really helps us if you'd swing by iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and a review. Those reviews are what really help to push us up in the charts and help people to discover the podcast. And also, if you have a friend who is not listening to the podcast, snatch their phone and subscribe to them against their will. They will thank you later. I really look forward to our emails that we receive from our fourth listeners. Mm -hmm. So take a moment right now pause we'll be here when you come back and press play again write us an email tell us about a topic that you'd like us to talk about either on our regular podcast or one of our backtracks write us an email to podcast at genxgrownup.com we have a ton of other content out there uh, so don't forget to visit us on youtube or on our main website which is genxgrownup.com and we'll be back in two weeks with our regular show and of course next week with our backtrack our topic this time is going to be killing time on those long car rides Yay! with the parents <laughs> we all had a way of killing time and how did we do it before we had game boys or we had uh, xbox in the car or a switch we had to kill time somehow we're going to talk are about we going to play clips of national lampoon's vacation where Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo start singing <laughs> Mockingbird or something? I, I, I am not going to do okay. that. Okay. <laughs> Fun show. Guys, thanks for joining. George? Yes. And Mo, appreciate it. Hey, no problem. I will see you both next time. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? No games, no puns. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble! Sorry, I'll make you sound good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fuck you five. Fuck you four. (laughs) Fuck you three. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. 
We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.